Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe. And we, I have a story for you today. It's been yes. a bit since we've done this, guys. It's I actually have a been three whole weeks. <laughs> three whole weeks. We took a break. Uh, and I have a story for you guys, but first, Zoe, how's life? Well, Robin, um, listeners, some of you may have noticed that we are currently not in the same room. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, we are recording virtually because uh, both you and I had COVID cases in our office. Yes. And, <laughs> and we were just like, you know what? It's it's safer to do it apart. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it, I didn't know how to tell you because we did a handoff. We did a very secret agency handoff of the microphone. Yes. And a gift. Uh, and I didn't quite know how to tell you the nuance of, I think we can say hey to each other, but I don't know about sitting across from each other in a small alcove for hours talking without masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, well, you know what? I wasn't wearing pants anyways, so when we did our exchange. Oh, you weren't? <laughs> <laughs> second to register. Okay, well, well, it'd be like that sometimes. Yes. And also, um, you may notice I have a, what are these things called? Brace. I have a brace on my hand. Because I helped my mother move, and I, like, re-angered an old injury, so. That's really sad for you, Zoe. I'm sorry your body let you down like that. (laughs) That's really sad for you, Zoe. Anyway. (laughs) I I am sorry, though. Okay, thank you. So how's your life? It's good, thank you. I'm here in all my wet-haired glory. Oh, I see. Uh, And actually... I wanted to let y'all know something. I don't know. I feel like taking a 10-day break, well, 10-ish day break from work. I worked from home for a few days as well. But from work, from the pod, just I took like a 10-day sabbatical. And it's like when you turn a computer off and on and it resets. Mm -hmm. Because I think, like, I don't know, I just came back and I've been more confident in work. And there have been like things that are stressing me out time-wise. Like there was a long-term commitment that I've been like you know committed to for a long time that's a stupid way to say that basically (laughs) there's been a a thing that like i always said i would do that like i never quite had the time to and i always thought it was something i had to figure out for myself and i had to like if i truly could just put that into my schedule i could do it and i would eventually find it and the truth is like i just wasn't able to find time because if there was free time i want to spend it doing something i want Well, I want to spend it doing something that's going to be fun or be recharging for me, even if that's just turning my brain off for a bit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I am starting to like just I think I'm putting out further boundaries for myself in a really healthy way, saying, you know what? I love this opportunity, but I just can't do it right now. If there comes a time in the future where I can do it, that's awesome. And you know what? Everybody's been actually super nice about that. So say no, guys. That's the New Year's resolution. Say no. Say no. Okay. Don't do things. <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, my New Year's resolutions is to do more things. So, uh, mm. well, so you're making up for my slack in the universe. Yes. Um, you know how I was running a while ago. Okay. Things happened on Thanksgiving, and it just like I was pet sitting. You remember me telling you about that, and it just mm-hmm. th- and with the holidays, it just threw my schedule out of ra- whack. And I just couldn't get back into running. Like, I tried a couple weeks, but then I got sick, and then I got injured, and it was annoying. Mm -hmm. But now, next week, or actually tomorrow, I'm starting the running program again. So it's just, like, trying to get back into it. I'm happy for you doing more things. Thank you. Know that you never have to do more things. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We're giving everybody some very... uh... Sage advice. Sage contradictory advice. I see. see. (laughs) All right, so Zoe, do you have a something something for us today? I actually have a very pretty present over here. Is that? Oh yeah. Is that for this episode or next episode? I mean, we're already pushing close to February with this episode. If we're not already in it, so let's just open your Christmas present. Yay! I was late. This is the first episode we're recording in twenty twenty one. Two. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, this... Robin brought me a present. I did. And it's my Christmas You can present. open it. Okay, I'm gonna open it. <laughs> Ooh. There's two this is a very pretty box. <gasps> it's a... Ooh. 
Yeah, so I know the whole thing with tarot is that you're supposed to, like, feel the vibes. But I just think that, like, also it's cool to collect things. Right. And if you ever wanted to use, like, a different vibe. And you have a tattoo, Zoe, and it's edgy, and I just feel like you're edgy. I have three tattoos, thank you very much. You have three tattoos. You know what? I always forget about your full back tat. It lit- I always forget it, and I'm always surprised to remember it. I remember I was, like, slightly... I wasn't drunk on alcohol, but I was drunk on socializing. There we go. I was trying to throw an extra syllable in there. Drunk on socializing? Yes. So I was at a party, and it was actually a 2021 New Year's party. Oh, gosh. Haley is the only one I know who listens to this who was at that party. So hi, Haley. Haley. (laughs) But I was at that party, and there was somebody who was, like, kind of a badass who was there. And I kind of, like, looked up to her in, like, a ba- like I want to be as bad as an ass as you. I want to be as bad as an ass as you? Yes. That's such a great compliment and also so confusing. <laughs> but I was wearing a dress, so I really shouldn't have done this. I was wearing leggings underneath. But she was showing off her tattoos. And I was like... I really want to show off my back tattoo to prove to this chick that I'm a badass too. <laughs> and so I just like straight up left, lifted my dress to show her my <laughs> full back tattoo. And then, but the thing is, it worked because she was like, what? Because she didn't expect, like people look at me and I'm like a bubbly round faced person and they think I'm a <laughs> sweet, innocent baboo. And then I have a full back tattoo and they're just like thrown off. I guess I don't have the vibe of somebody who has a back tattoo. I think that you have multiple vibes. And I think one of them is of a person who has a full back tattoo. So I wasn't able to look at all the cards. So can you like just flash them up to the camera and look through them and tell me what you think? Yeah, let me just tell Kari real quick that you're asking me to flash the camera. I mean... Feel free to sh- flash us your back tattoo. Like you did. <laughs> I am wearing a button down. Yeah, no, I wasn't. No. So that's the, the most surprising part of the story. So the funny thing is, I actually really want like a classic tattoo dagger on my hip. That's always something that I've wanted. And she just pulled out like the Ace of Swords, so it has all these yeah. daggers. Yeah, like the Ace of Swords, which has the dagger, which like was on the top so the deck has like very classic tattoo design of all the different cards you have and so i just figured that could be like a cute little thing to have okay (laughs) the other thing you got me mexican gothic i did okay i'm happy that's your reaction because i feel like giving a book to somebody is a very risky thing to do and one of the reasons i like doing it so much so i went in and i was thinking i want to get zoe something that has fantasy elements in it uh woman heroine something that's like deep but not just like literary dark awful you know right and so i was trying to find different things i saw mexican gothic and i was like ah i love mexican gothic i wish i could get her mexican gothic i walked by it and then i was thinking wait one second why don't i (laughs) there's no reason i can't give her mexican gothic so i think you would like it and if you don't feel free to like just rip me a new one on an episode we've talked about this and we've said like we wanted to read it together and honestly i think if you and i had the time we would 100 percent have a book of the month podcast like a podcast that comes out once a month and it's like a book club Mm -hmm. but um if we had the time that's the thing no time but if if there was time in the ether i would love to do that yes but like we've talked about mexican gothic and it it's actually on my list of books i need to read i'm really happy to hear that yeah so thank you okay cool now i think you're gonna really enjoy it uh from what you've told me I agree. Yeah. The main character is just so darn likable in such an unexpected way. It's great. So yes, I do have a something to say for us. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So Robin, do you remember Mm -hmm. when you told us about the UFO? Yeah. Yeah, I do. The UFO place in in South Carolina. In South Carolina. Yes. There's a UFO welcome center. Yes. 
So I wanted to find a couple roadside attractions for us. And so um, originally I was going to go with one, but I was like, you know what? It's a little bit short, so I'm going to get two. And they're both from Georgia. Ooh, I like that state. I got this information (laughs) from southernliving.com backslash travel backslash roadside attractions. Well, it's actually roadside dash attractions. Anyway, so there's nothing more Southern than Waffle House, even though it's kind of everywhere now. But so the original Waffle House location in, oh God, I can't read my handwriting, Decatur, Georgia. Decatur. Wow. <laughs> I I have, I, um, yeah, Decatur. <laughs> yeah. So Decatur, Georgia. The very mm-hmm. first location is actually now a Waffle House Museum. What? So you can't get food there, but it's been, like, rebuilt to be the way it looked in the 1950s. When did this happen? Because I've, I've spent a lot of time in Decatur. Okay. I don't know when it happened, but if you go today, if you went 10 years ago, because I think that's how old the article was, 10 years. Oh my god, and I did not, Decatur is a small place, and I did not know that was there. Yeah, so it's a Waffle Waffle House museum, and it's refurbished to look like the 50s, like it did in the 50s, and then it has a bunch of, like, glass cases from memorabilia from the last almost 70 years of Waffle House. And you can actually get a free tour on Wednesdays and Thursdays if you book 48 hours ahead at time. It also has, like, a bunch of, like, TVs and recordings playing of old Waffle House training videos and old Waffle House commercials and radio ads and things like that playing, too. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm glad to know this. I'm deeply hurt you cannot get food there. Yeah, that's probably a good thing because nobody really should eat at a Waffle House. Uh. Oh, and you, we've had two hot take videos, podcasts, whatever, and you ever, and you have not included that because I'm going to fight you. The I'm first fight you. The first time I went to a Waffle House was in 2017, I think. And so I, sometimes I just realize how different our lives were. <laughs> <laughs> And it was terrible. The waffle was thin and greasy. and I've was... never had that experience in a Waffle House. And then I ordered for chocolate chips. And instead of putting it in the waffle, they just put it on top of the waffle. And then I got scrambled eggs with cheese. And they literally just put a slice of American cheese on top of the scrambled eggs. I'm sorry you had this experience. <laughs> but you should give it a try again. I mean, I don't know how much personally you would like it. You would like a waffle, I think. Guys, get the Texas bacon patty melt. It is delicious. Put the mayonnaise on. Put the mayonnaise on. All Mm -hmm. right. So the second one in Georgia, it is in Ashburn, and it's right off of I-75, and it is the world's largest peanut. Really? I think it originally started as an actual peanut. However, they've had to, like, refurbish it because I guess it rotted away as the years went on. So now it's just a statue, I believe. But originally it was the world's largest peanut. And it looked to be, like, I couldn't find the dimensions on it. But it looked at least 10 feet tall. Okay, I was not expecting that. Yeah. Thank you so much for that information. I don't know what to do with my life now knowing that there was a 10 foot tall uh, peanut at some point. Yeah, I was very confused about that because I was like... That's not real, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess we'd have to go and see. I guess we would have to go and see. We'll do that, and then we'll go to a Waffle House, but not be able to eat anything and just experience the Waffle House of it all, and then I will take you to a real Waffle House I see. and get you a non-disappointing waffle. There's a dog. Sorry, my na- I can see into my neighbor's backyard, and there's a dog. I don't know why, so on my camera, you looked this way, because you were on my screen, and I legit looked this way. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She, she turned her chair to see what was behind her. Oh. No. But actually, okay, can I tell you a weird experience I had before we get into 
my main topic of the day. And I'm telling you this because it was a somewhat spooky experience Okay. that had to do with just cats freaking me out. So I was in the bathroom, okay? I was okay. with my cat, Remy. She just started looking behind my shoulder, like up and behind my shoulder. Her eyes are moving. Like, she's seen a bug, but I look behind me multiple times. There's no bug. And she is, like, wide-eyed, terrified. To be fair, that is her natural state of being. <laughs> but she's not usually looking behind me when she's doing it. So I left the bathroom. I go around the dark hallway, because it's at nighttime, to my room. And my cat, Tara, is sitting straight up in the middle of the room, like, glaring at the door as I'm coming in. That is not her natural state. So, and she just kind of stayed there looking at the door as I passed by and shut it. So that was disconcerting. And it was one yeah. right after the other. So I'm not using the EMF reader. <laughs> to see. I, I've, I've elected not to do that. Okay. But um, something's up with these cats. So Robin, do you have a story for us? I do. And it is something that we have talked about before. It is Robert the Doll. Yes. And we have had a specific request from your aunt co-worker yes. my aunt tiffany okay we've had oh tiffany hey yes <laughs> we've had a specific request from her to go further into robert the doll and of course we will oblige and then as well um and i should have checked this out originally but somebody on our twitter requested that we cover the fort east martello museum mm -hmm. which is in key west florida and which currently houses robert the doll and I am just real quick checking who that was so I can give them a shout and a thank you. Well, while you're checking that out, I do want to say hi, Caden. Caden is my cousin, and uh, Tiffany has started letting him listen to our podcast. And he is loving hey, it. So hello, Caden. Hey. <laughs> hi, Caden. Good to have you. And I, since I'm saying hi to Tiffany and Caden, I might as well say hi to James, too. James, you are not forgotten. Hey, James. <laughs> okay, I actually can't find it, but I will put it in. I'll put a thank you on Twitter or something. Okay, cool. So thank you to you. I just can't find it on our Twitter right now, and I need to get to the story. You know who you are. You know who you are. Duh. <laughs> All right, so I'm covering Robert the Doll, and I'm going to brush on the Fort East Martello Museum. But before I get into it... Before I even did research, I wanted to kind of write down my thoughts on haunted dolls. Because mm -hmm. I have a lot. And I figured I, I was going to write them down and then I'm going to do research and then see if anything changed. So prepare for either an update or a they stayed the same at the end of this. I know you're all waiting with bated breath. So um, here's what I acknowledge about dolls. They can look creepy. They can look unsettling. There is something very weird about the fact that humans have decided to create something that looks like smaller versions of ourselves to give to children to play with or adults to collect. It's odd. And it's odd how many of their eyes are red. And it's especially odd when you think about the weird gender roles we impart upon little girls especially. And we're like, here, have a doll. It pees. You have to clean it. Because we're just conditioning them to want to go directly into motherhood as if like that is the only thing they can do. Like These are the dolls we're giving them to play with in their free time. That's not the part of this episode. But I just wanted to put the fact that I thought that was really weird out there. Okay. Now about the haunted part. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. I just... Okay, so in these haunted doll movies, which you and I have seen Annabelle together. We have. You know that I get freaked out. You you do. You There's thought she something... was flying after you. I'm going to get that at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something in my brain that tries to transfer the scariness. Okay, I'm, I'm watching a movie. I have a suspension of disbelief. This doll is possessed. It's moving. Terrifying. When I try to move that to my real life of, okay, I hear that there is an actual Annabelle doll. I hear there's a Robert the doll. What do I think? I can get to the point where, okay, there's a doll here. You turn around. It moves. You look back. It's in a different place. But that movement requires this inanimate object to actually become animated to what walk on its own and i just can't get myself to think yeah that's a thing mm -hmm. i really can't bring it for myself so i figured there's three possibilities 
when you're talking about a haunted doll situation. And these are honestly very transferable to other paranormal experiences people say they have. One is that it's true, okay? I'm not gonna go around here and say, no, you didn't have this experience, it didn't happen. Unless like there's actual proof that like it was a hoax, okay? So could happen, I don't know the mysteries of the universe. Maybe the dolls do get up at night. Maybe we're all living in Toy Story. Okay. okay. Second option. It's a hoax. These people are lying. That's always an option. And you can never really get around it. You can trust. You can assume that these people are not lying. You can get corroborating evidence. But hoax is always a possibility because you'd be surprised the amount of, one, lengths people will go to. Mm-hmm. Two you'd be surprised what you can fake. Now we're getting into the third option. And this is why I won't necessarily say that anything that's not proven as a hoax is a hoax, is because you don't know what that person is going through. It's very possible that they are experiencing this doll moving in their own minds or as an emotional way of, as a way of emotionally processing something that we're not privy to. And so to them, it is very real. But if we were to objectively, let's say, have a camera in the room, no, it's not happening at all. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things that I entered this episode, this research for this episode, thinking could be the case with Robert the doll. (sighs) Let's get into the story of it. And a lot of this, a good portion of this will be going over a lot of the things I talked about in the Something Spooky I did a few episodes ago for him. FYI. Now, Robert Eugene Otto went by Jean at some point. It could have been after the doll. That's the whole thing. He was born in 1900 to his parents, Thomas and Minnie Otto, and they lived on 534 Eaton Street in Key West, Florida in a house that is now known as the Artist House. It is a Queen Anne-style house, very pretty, very colorful, and it has a turret. A turret. I can never pronounce that correctly. They were rich, it seems. Okay. I don't know why I'm telling you this. It just feels important for me to tell you. Okay. There are two stories about how Robert the doll made his way to Jean. Okay. One of them is that a servant working for the family got Robert the doll and gave it to Jean as a present. Now, most of those stories, if you're going with that version of it, you're going to hear that this servant was of Jamaican descent or that their family came from the Bahamas and that they used voodoo on the doll. I hear that and I think that just screams to me that this is something that was theorized after the stories and not by people who were involved at all. I just feel like a lot of people heard stories of a creepy doll and screamed voodoo because they don't understand voodoo and don't understand the situation. So I'm just over here saying, eh, to to heck with that theory. But the idea is that they did this to get revenge on the parents because they were unhappy in their workplace. The other option, which is very much more likely, is that Robert's eh, genes, because his name is Robert. Isn't that confusing? It's very confusing. confusing. Yeah. Is that Jean's grandfather, when he was traveling in Germany in 1904, bought a doll, Robert the doll, mm-hmm. from a company called Dyfe. Yeah, the Stife Company. And these are actually very well known for creating the teddy bear. Okay. They created him. In Germany? In Germany, but it was after Theodore Roosevelt. Huh. I always knew like it was named after Theodore Roosevelt. I guess they liked Teddy Roosevelt. In Germany. At least the Stife Company did. Okay. I'm just telling you what I found. Okay. (laughs) So the Stife Company made him, and also, Robert the Doll was not originally intended to be a toy. The Stife Company has since commented on this and said, well, we actually think that Robert the Doll was created for a display we were going to have that was going to have clowns. Robert the Doll originally had clown paint on his face yes guys this makes my second episode in a row where i am talking to you about a clown can i go for a third we'll see (laughs) okay but you'll understand like robert if you look at him you're like that's a that's a weird size doll he is 40 inches tall 
the paint has since faded, by the way. He no longer looks like a clown. He looks very plain. He has, like, big black beads for eyes. Okay. And he is not soft. He's, like, I think covered in cloth, but he is stuffed with something called wood wool. And it's called, in the U.S. particularly, Excelsior. And um, I looked up pictures of it, and it looks like shredded cheese, but wood. So he's stuffed with shredded wood. Okay. And his face is very oval. Okay. You, I kind of want to get into for a second, before we go into everything else. Okay, assume Robert, Gene has now been given the doll. You said that Gene started going by Gene after he got the Robert, Robert the doll, like he was Robert Eugene Otto. He got Robert the doll, named it Robert, and then went by Gene, which is very interesting if you think about it in terms of, well who's the dominant personality here because that definitely seems to be a uh i don't want to say attention because i don't actually think there was tension well i guess there was tension i guess it could be a tension between the two of them it's just weird it, in which case you would think that the doll is the dominant personality of the two right now i haven't been able to see where it says that he was he gave his name to robert and then went by gene okay but i'm just saying that's a very interesting element of this and I found what I could, but that doesn't necessarily mean I found everything. Right. Okay. So things started going awry in the Otto household. Gene, his parents would hear him talking to the doll and he was just chatting with it a lot. And that was fine. Kids do that. Mm -hmm. And eventually um, they began to hear the doll answer back in a different voice. And so they were in opposite rooms with the, when this happened. I don't necessarily think they actually saw Gene in conversation with Robert the doll, but they did know that this wasn't wasn't their son's voice, this other voice they were hearing. And never mind, my next bullet says they said at times they saw Robert talking to Gene. So never mind, they did see that. Okay. So they saw Robert talking to Gene. Sometimes at least. And then, but definitely it was like a gradual thing where at first it was in another room and it like kind of slowly worked its way. And they said that Robert wouldn't always have the same expression on his face. Like his face would look different. And sometimes when they knew the doll was in a room alone, they would hear it giggling. That's and fun. Yeah, it is very fun. It's very upsetting. Yeah. And the big event that everybody kind of talks about on these like you know online when everybody is giving details about the case is that one night in particular Jean's mother woke up because she heard a lot of crashes coming from Jean's room like big crashes furniture moving and she went to check on him and she opened the door and everything in the room was in disarray and Jean was really 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 scared and he kept saying Robert did it which is basically the the slogan of Robert in general. Robert did it. Do we and he know? Told his, sorry, do we know do how we know old what? Gene is in this? Mm, so, well, we know that he was Gene. Robert was given to Gene when Gene was about four or five. This screams five to ten to me. Okay. Somewhere in there, personally, he told his mom that he was really scared because he had woken up that night in particular to Robert staring at him from the foot of the bed. And I don't know if that was before all the furniture moved or after, but I kind of feel like it would have been before and then he would have witnessed like this really awful thing of all these things moving around. And apparently as Gene is going through his life as a child and it was intimated that this happened into adulthood as well, it's hard to know, but that anytime he would get into mischief or do anything bad, he would just say, oh, Robert did it. Which, like, as a kid, makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, you blame your imaginary friends for things that go wrong. That's not out of the ordinary. But, you know, when the, adult, when the imaginary friends answer back, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Yeah. So, at this point, Gene is getting into an adulthood. He is an artist. And actually, Gene gets to be a pretty well-known artist. You can still go and see his paintings online. They're good. <laughs> um they're, they're pretty good, good. i can do better <laughs> i i definitely could not do better i can't i can't draw i try to do flowers in my notebook and it's just 
They're bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Even the little ones. Yeah, it's so sad. But Gene was an artist and he went to travel and do studying of art around the world. And so he actually left Robert the Doll at his parents' house, which again is now known as the Artist House. And I will be just referring to it as that, even though I think it's called the Artist House because Gene lived there. He went to study in New York. He went to study in Paris. And when he was in Paris, he met a lady. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Her name is Annette Parker. And she was a concert pianist. And they married in Paris in 1930. And when they left Paris, they went back. Or I don't know if they went back to New York or if he just went there for the first time. They went to New York. And they lived there for a few years after they were married. And she was successful enough to actually play at Rockefeller Center. Oh, which is a big deal. These people were like a power couple. They were a power couple in the art community. Mm -hmm. And I mean, really, isn't that what we all want? Yes. It's what we all want. It's what we all want. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. So they get back to the artist house. They move in. I think by this point, his parents have passed away. And so he actually inherited the artist house. So he originally puts Robert in a bedroom upstairs. I also heard that he painted in his studio with Robert a lot. So like he would have Robert beside him when he did that. And so in the room that he put Robert in, there was a front facing window. So he would look out onto the street. At this point, I don't really think they know that Robert is moving a lot. Okay. Here's here's my thoughts on okay, if if Robert the doll is a possessed doll and was possessed when Jean was a kid, my interpretation of this is that Jean possibly like suppressed the memories of Robert as the way he was or didn't quite believe it as he began to grow up. And so now he's back with Robert and he just thinks, oh, this is my childhood doll who I love because he expresses some disbelief at first when things start going awry, at least in this version of the story. So I have to believe that there is some inner denial going on with him about Robert. Okay. So he puts Robert in the the, uh, front facing window and his wife doesn't like that Robert is there. She's getting weird vibes from Robert and she asks him to put it in the attic. And Zoe, this begs the question to me. Okay, you get married or Mm -hmm. something. If you learned later that Kari had a doll, that he had had been acting weird when he was a child, like the doll had been acting weird Uh and now was just like in your life and he was putting it on display in your home, Mm -hmm. what would you do? I mean, I'm probably the wrong person to ask this because I would get pretty freaking excited. All right, you are the exact wrong person to ask. <laughs> so, okay, you are happy. Yes, I'm going to try to do, like, Ouija board shit. Like, I am I am trying to communicate to this doll. All right, all right. That's, that's not good. While Annette is living in your dream situation, Zoe, yes. she is actually quite upset by this. And so she asks Jean to put Robert in the attic. And Jean's like, okay, I guess I'm a wife guy now. And he goes and puts <laughs> Robert in the attic. They go about their life. Everything is fine. People passing by the house are like, hey, Jean, which I guess is how this information got back to Jean. Hey, Jean, you know that there's that there's that doll. And he's like, what? No, the doll's no, there's in the that. attic. The doll's in the attic. But like, people kept being like, there's that doll. And so he was like, okay, I know that Robert is locked in the attic. Locked. Locked. There's a lock. I know Robert is locked in the attic because my wife told me to do that. I'm gonna go check, and he checks. And there is Robert in a rocking chair by the window. How did he get there? Not in the attic, by the way. Right. In bedroom. The, the front facing room or whatever, right? In the front facing room. Yes. <sighs> suspicious. Very. Suspicious. So now Jean knows what's up. Everybody knows what's up. I guess they're just living with this, like the fact of it, because he doesn't get rid of Robert. And so kids would be walking by the house on their way to school and said that Jean was very rude to them from the window 
Like, I think he was miming rude things at them. At least according to the kids. Gene was? No, sorry, Robert. Okay. Robert the doll. I'm the worst at that. I just... (laughs) You cannot give me more than one person with the same name in a story. So Robert was making obscene gestures out the window. Robert the doll was making... I don't know if they, it was like obscene gestures. Like, they just was said he going he like... was no, no. I don't think he was going like that. He they just said that he was mocking them. It could simply be that he was like making faces, like uh or ha, ah. uh, you know how one does. Yeah, everything is out of control. This is just how they live their lives. Now, this is something. Okay, I have something that the curator for the Fort East Martello Museum said. Her name is Corey Convertito, and. She said something very interesting about Robert the Doll. She said that people, like, she was saying, I think, that people aren't necessarily remembering, like, the creepy things they witnessed Robert the Doll doing the window, but that really the story is that Jean was odd behavior with the doll. That Jean would take the doll everywhere and talk about it like it was a person, like Robert was a person. Like, there was something inhabiting it. And I interpret that as being her talking about Jean as an adult versus as a child, because it's not weird. I mean, okay, you're the weird kid for doing it. But if you're an adult doing it, that's an entirely other thing. And I think that's what she's talking about. So I guess assume during this time that Jean is having like a noticeably codependent relationship with this doll. Okay. My best guess. Um, Jean ended up dying in 1974, and other than the doll, honestly, it kind of seems like he had a good life. This is just my interpretation, but he was an artist, his wife was a concert pianist, they lived in a great house, and there is another grave marker at the foot of his grave, and I have to tell you what it says, and it's not going to be what you think. Okay. It reads, Sunny Otto, beloved Yorkshire Terrier of Jean and Anne Otto, born... April 21st, 1952, died February 26th, 1970. His beautiful little spirit was a challenge to love. Oh! I know! I just, I read that and I think, oh my god, they love their dog so much that they, like, had one, had him buried near them. And right. two, like, like, almost like he's laying at the foot of their bed for forever. Yeah, that's And then cute. gave him that cute little thing, like, of course he's a challenge to love. He- Yorkie, but you still love him. <laughs> and he lived for 18 years. That's long for a dog. That's a really long for a dog. Yeah. Go Sunny. I just, I found that on Find My Grave. So Robert, surprisingly, stayed in the artist house after Jean passed away. Annette died two years later. And the house was sold to a person named Myrtle Ruder. It's very possible I butchered her last name. She... Lived in the house for six years, and she hung out with Robert the doll. So Robert the doll stayed in the house. Robert the doll stayed in the house. She hung out with Robert the doll, and after six years, she moved to another house in Key West, and she actually took Robert with her. There's a story that I've seen of another kid who had interacted with Robert the doll, and I'm thinking that this is Myrtle's daughter, The one featured in the story, apparently the girl was about 10 years old, that when they moved into the house, they discovered Robert the doll in the attic. So I guess he went back. And the girl liked Robert the doll at first, but grew scared of him. And she told her parents that Robert wanted to bring harm to her, which is terrifying. I'd throw out the doll immediately. I don't know why you keep the doll after that. Her parents would wake up to the sound of her screaming. And when they checked on her, she said that she was scared because she saw Robert moving. So apparently he was, like, moving around her room. At some point, you know, you have people visiting the house. And so they're visiting the artist's house in particular at this point. And they will hear footsteps in the attic. That is, like, obviously the doll. And they will hear giggling. The amount of times people hear this doll doll giggling is quite a lot. A plumber was in the house. I feel like there needs to be more haunted plumber stories because, you know, they go into these houses. They have to have stories. That is true. A plumber was in the house and he he was like, okay, Robert the doll is in the room. He knew where Robert was. He was like, okay, he turned around to do something, some plumbing thing. And he heard something giggle. 
he turned back and he saw that Robert the doll was now in a different part of the room. Ooh. So he didn't see the movement, but he knew it moved. See, I just, I can't picture the movement. Still, I can't. Teleportation. Um, Teleportation. See, that almost computes a little bit better, but a reporter named Malcolm Ross, at this point, okay, we know who Robert the Doll is. Robert the Doll, I guess, is well-known if a reporter's coming by and seeing him. So they go to the artist house, they pay Robert the Doll a visit, and he later said that when they entered, Robert's face looked like a little boy who was scared of strangers coming in. Like, he was scared of them. So they're going around, they're looking at things. He said one of his friends said something about Gene that was bad. Like, basically, I think, saying, like, okay, look at this, you know, stupid guy, this idiot, for thinking his doll was moving or something. And Malcolm looked at Robert's, the doll's face, and he said the face turned angry. Like, it was scared, and that was angry. And I don't know, people are interpreting that to be because, oh, you're talking bad about Gene? But it could also easily be the fact that you're saying, oh, Robert the doll's not, like, real. Right. Which, oopsie. I do have to say, though, sometimes I'll look at my cat's face and be like, oh, look, she's so angry. But, like, I can look at the same exact face she's making two days later and I'll be like, oh, she's so happy. You know, like. And isn't that the weird thing about dolls? They're almost like a vessel for us to project ourselves project our own things and i kind of feel like i'm not gonna get into it that's kind of my theory for the end okay okay that's gonna come up again that's gonna come up so myrtle ended up donating robert to the fort east martello museum in 1994 and she did it with like a little note of by the way he's haunted (laughs) okay So the museum, which, okay, a little bit of background on the Fort East Martello Museum. It was a construction created during the Civil War that was never actually used. And so it's kind of, I think if you see pictures of it now, it's like this squarish brick building, thin windows, good for, I guess, if you're going to aim a rifle out of there. You know, it has some, I don't think it's necessarily a haunted museum. It's just like they have some things and then they also have Robert the Doll and everybody goes there. For Robert the doll. And supposedly it has 42 or more spirits. I was, there's a ghost tour that goes in there and it's a very popular ghost tour. And a lot of what they do is talk about Robert, but it also seems like they talk about ghosts of the fort. And I couldn't really find any other things about spirits at the fort. And so I apologize to the podcast who I can't currently find. but who I know exist and will put in a thing on Twitter that I just couldn't find much more on the museum. And if there's things I looked over, let me know. Let me know. But most of the story I have with the museum is about Robert the doll in particular. Where is this fort museum? Oh, it's also in Key West. Assume everything in this story is Key West unless otherwise specified. So the museum had him (laughs) in 1994, which is 20 years after Jean died. And somebody donated a plexiglass case to the museum for Robert the doll specifically. And it is designed to preserve the doll for as long as possible with humidity controls. Okay. And, um, hmm, isn't it just the best thing to want to make this weird, creepy doll last as long as possible? Is that where we should be putting our resources? I don't know. Well, I do have to say, if everybody's going to that museum for Robert the doll... Mm-hmm. The museum definitely wants to keep Robert the doll for as long as it oh, can. Oh, no, no. It is fantastic for the museum. I'm just being pithy, saying, like, shouldn't we put it toward the earth? But then again, there's a lot of money that's going to a lot of things, and that's also not how money goes. It's not how you allocate funds. I'm just being the worst right now. Oh, okay. I'm happy for Robert. Well, not really. I'm happy that that person who put money to preserving Robert got what they wanted in preserving Robert. And I'm wondering, personally, should we, though? (laughs) It's fine. So, uh, Robert the doll is currently dressed in a white sailor suit. Now, this is not something that came with the original doll from Stife Company. And so people are thinking that it was probably an outfit that Jean actually had as a kid that they put on to Robert. Because Robert is the size... That small child. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it works out. And he's also holding a little stuffed lion. I have not heard anything about the stuffed lion other than 
now I see it at the museum. So I don't know if it was always there. Perhaps it was. There is a gift shop, um, I think, run by the museum where you can buy your very own Robert the doll. Okay. Like a replica doll. Um, don't. Oh. You can... <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. You can buy a Robert the Doll face mask. Okay. You can get a drink koozie featuring Robert the Doll superimposed over an image of the full moon. And, of course, you can get a Robert the Doll snow globe. It is a snow globe, and sitting in it is Robert the Doll. That's cute. Yes. I think. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts. Mostly, I just, I appreciate this for people who are, like, really into this. Right. Me, I get creeped out. I think, why do you buy the thing that looks like the thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. People will write to the museum, like, they will write letters apologizing for supposedly disrespecting him and attributing bad things that have happened to them since their visits to Robert. Now, disrespecting him, apparently there is a sign behind Robert in the museum that says... Don't take a photo of Robert without asking permission. Okay. Okay, so people say, okay, well, if they took a photo of Robert without asking permission, then supposedly bad things happen to them. They go back and apologize. It is noted on that ghost tour website that goes to the fort that, hey, you really should not ask an entity for permission for anything. You really shouldn't approach it in that way which i i agree in terms of like you don't want to necessarily interact with anything just because you don't know what's going to follow you right and if you give it if it gives you permission to do this then it may feel like you owe it a favor in return or it you owe it something in return and it might decide to take that from you it could decide to take that from you i did read i went through a lot of comments on TripAdvisor. And one in particular said that, like, they asked Robert if they could take a photo of them and then waited a minute to see if they felt dizzy or queasy or anything. And when they didn't, they took that as permission to do so. When I say that people are doing this, I don't mean that they're doing this lightly. There are at least one to three letters per day that go get to Robert about this. Wow. Twitter, you can find a lot of these things on Twitter. People, you go to their TripAdvisor, it is almost all people apologizing for disrespecting Robert. But when you see that on TripAdvisor in particular, it seems, and Twitter, it seems to be that they are apologizing for looking at photos of Robert the doll online. Oh. And I don't know if the museum is saying you can't even look at the photos or if that's just like a rumor that's going around, but it is very persistent. And I said this on our Instagram story, Zoe, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but if... That is, if that is the museum saying, oh, you can't look at pictures of Robert the doll online, you have to apologize to him and you can communicate that to us. That is a genius way to get reviews. That is, that's a genius marketing ploy. I have so much respect for that. So guys, wink, wink. If you want to get in touch with Robert and apologize... You can always just leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. We'll make sure it gets back to Robert. Wink, wink. Robin, you're terrible. What? What? Hey, Guys, it's fine. He don't doesn't use hate Robert you're... like that. He might come and hunt you down, Robin. I know. What if I like have one of those really bad like, periods of time after this? Don't act like you see something behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, you can look at photos of Robert the doll on the internet. The Ghost Fort website also said, guys, the whole you can't look at photos of Robert is not a thing. That's just like a weird misgiving people are having. So you don't have to do that. But if you want to leave us a five star review, you can. (laughs) You just have to ask permission before you take the photos. According to the the sign in the museum. Okay. Yes. We will get to more talk about the things that have happened to people who have apparently disrespected Robert in a little bit. Okay. Oh, and people will also leave Robert candy and joints. Just wanted to put that in there. Uh, Convertito, who, like I said before, is the curator of the museum. She is the caretaker for Robert as well. And so once a year, she will take him out of the plexiglass case and weigh him to make sure he's not deteriorating. And 
she was asked if she didn't if she thought if Robert was haunted and she said she really didn't know. She said that she's never personally felt uneasy around him and that if he is more than just a doll, like if there's something in there, it's just letting her do her job. So she doesn't really think much of it one way or the other. So her experience is not anything out of the ordinary, it seems. But people who do visit in a museum will say that Robert, when they're around him, they will feel something touching their knee, which could be if a 40-inch tall doll was going around the spirit of him, maybe he is touching their knee. Orbs have been seen in the room where he is kept. People have seen, supposedly, his chest moving as if he's breathing. Interesting. Okay. That one would really creep me out. And people will see his expression change. And I think once he actually put up his hand as if, I don't know if it was waving, I don't know if it was a stop, he just put up his hand. Did he put up and... to the glass? Actually, I do think it was that. I think he did press it to the glass. And, of course, they hear giggling. Of course. <laughs> the Wait, doll I'm sorry, was left... that you giggling? Yeah, yeah I, I was trying to, like, do a creepy giggle, and then I just, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't force it out. <laughs> That's um, uh huh. I uh -huh. try. Uh -huh. Sorry, okay. sorry for making you have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> he has only left Key West once. He went to the 2008 Atlanta Paranormal Society conference in Clearwater, Florida, and he was a very popular display there. People love Robert. People flock all over to see him. There have been like five movies about him. Mm -hmm. Or not like, they're not documentaries, they're inspired by him. Starting in 15, 2015, they're called Robert, Curse of Robert the Doll, The Toymaker, The Revenge of Robert the Doll, and Robert Reborn. And he looks nothing like the actual doll in those movies. He looks exactly like Annabelle, like movie Annabelle, Ew. who also looks nothing like actual doll Annabelle. Right. It's just that whole creepy, like, you, like, oh. Hard exterior, big cheekbones, like almost you are, you you drew a child and then you exaggerated what a child looks like to a creepy degree in the face. Okay. So some of the things that people have said have happened to them because they disrespected him are, now originally, okay, I like to go to Tri uh, TripAdvisor and read out some things that people say happen, and I do have one of those. And at first I was going to read some of the things that people have said happened to them after Robert the Doll, but they just got really sad. Oh. There's like two in particular, and it's like deaths in the family, divorces, losing their job, health issues. Oh gosh. It gets really dark. It sounds like these people are just kind of in like desperate situations where you're trying to figure out why your life turned south so quickly. And then you look, well, you say, well, maybe it's the curse. Maybe it's Robert the doll, because, you know, the idea is one of the theories behind him is that he could have derived from a curse in particular, an old curse. Other theories are that the artist's house itself was haunted before Robert got there, and that maybe whatever was haunting it manifested inside himself. Another theory is that because Gene was supposedly blaming him for everything he did wrong, it was it like bird something to exist in robert that was angry and vengeful whereas before nothing had existed and so i think people are just finding are searching for ways to explain why things went so badly for them personally i don't think there's i don't draw a connection between robert and this at all i just don't think that anything can quite bring these events on in the way that they're hoping to draw a connection with but people are taking this very seriously actually so yeah guys don't actually leave us a review for that <laughs> i forgot about that part of when i said it so don't actually we're not we're not trying to take advantage of anything i want you to open up the the link, the link sent i sent to you okay so this was put together by uh the people who were behind the museum they were trying to get a grant and they actually did win the grant that they use this photo for do you see it I wish I yeah, did. You see it. <laughs> so, does everybody remember that one time way back when when Kim Kardashian posed popping a champagne that 
went up over her body and onto the champagne glass that was resting on the top of her butt. Yeah? Okay, thanks, guys. They put Robert the Doll's face where Kim Kardashian's face was. Can I can I show this to the camera off my phone? Or Pretty sure think... you can. Okay. Like... <laughs> It's not focusing, but like, I can look see at it. that. <laughs> That's terrifying. That. Yeah, so I just had to share with you because I mean, people have done a lot of fun things with Robert. I'm going to read to you my favorite tweet about Robert the doll. It's from at snarg uh -huh. with three G's. Doll over here apologizing to Robert the dumbass doll like it's 2005 and you just received a scary chain mail message. Stop. I'm tired of seeing his beady ass eyes saying, I'm sorry for what? Being ugly? If you've done any research on this case, you'll know the doll was a dick. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> it makes me so I love reading that. I have oh read that God. over and over so many times. I just had to let you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. And okay. Uh, I just had to share that with you. Now there is a TripAdvisor review I wanted to read out because it is somebody going through the museum with a, uh, it's like, it's not an EMF reader, but it's that thing that like tells you, tries to like source out what words they're saying. And so it shows you on the device. Right. So this is a TripAdvisor review from Lynn. We went there to see Robert the doll, but decided to also see the fort. We had a cell phone app so we could try and locate the ghost. My fiancé told me the red lights were going off the chart in the cubby on the winding staircase where it is cold there. He then received the word evil. That was scary enough, so we decided to head back to the main level where it kept going off the charts. This ghost must have been following us. We decided to ask its name and got Sophie. We proceeded to ask her questions, and this is what we got. She said, wound, ship, help me, Amanda, and Molly hurt. Her last message was graveyard, so we drove there, but there were so many graves there, we could not locate these names. If you visit, let me know if you get the same ghost. I would love to locate these names. So it sounds like she thought they were, a ghost was trying to get her to see Amanda and Molly in a graveyard. In a graveyard. Which, I love the idea of going... On a little adventure because the a ghost is telling told us you to. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's a great way to spend a day. They said it was a cell phone app. Yeah, which I have one of those and it came up with a whole bunch of random words for me. I don't trust cell phone apps slightest. Wounding things down here, I wanted to give you an update on the artist house. It is a beautiful bread and breakfast that I would love to stay in. And it is possibly haunted by Anne. People will see her on the stairs in her wedding dress, even though she got married in Paris. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And they will possibly see Robert as well. But they didn't really go into the dark things on the Artist House website. So my guess is it's not really... I don't think Robert is there. Okay. You know, I mean, Robert is a doll and Robert is definitely not there. Also, Zach Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> apparently featured Robert the Doll in his new show on Discovery Plus. It's called Deadly Possessions. Uh, no, I did not get the free trial so I could see Deadly Possessions. I'm very sorry. You've let but us all down, Robin. I, I really have. But there is a photo of Zach sitting beside Robert. They are in a dark room, and Zach Baggins is wearing sunglasses. It is important to me. That you know this photo exists. Uh -huh. So I started out talking about the three categories that I believe haunted dolls can fit into. The first is a hoax, which this is a conscious decision to lie about this publicly. The second option is that the person can, I guess, most experience the doll can believe that this is actually what's going on, maybe because they're going through something personally and this is how they are processing it, maybe because it's a mental health issue. But either way, while it might not be objective reality, it is a reality for them. And the third was that, okay, maybe the doll really is moving. Now, I'm adding a fourth category after going through all this research for this episode. And I think this is actually what Robert the doll falls into for me. I believe 
it is a legend that is based on rumors that have built up over time. So specifically, you know, I wasn't able to find anything that links back specifically to Gene's personal experience. I didn't find anything that was saying that Gene said certain things about his doll. Mm -hmm. I wasn't saying, seeing anything from somebody who had firsthand witnessed Gene interacting with the doll. The closest I was able to find was the reporter Malcolm in the house after we can kind of infer Robert the doll was already a major thing. He was already a major story. And I can't even find where his quote derived from specifically. So without all of that, I kind of have to assume that this is something maybe Gene did bring around the doll quite a bit, like the curator of the museum says, and maybe people thought that was odd. And so they started developing stories and ideas around it. And when you tell somebody uh, a, hey, I wonder if this is, then maybe they tell the next person, oh, hey, this is, right. you know, things somehow become a fact in the public consciousness where it was before it was just, I'm putting out ideas. And the same with perhaps uh, Gene had had him in the window of his house, because that is something that supposedly was observed quite a bit. And then kids can, can make up different stories about the weird tall that's looking at them because that's what I would have done as a kid. Heck, that's what I would do now as an adult. If I was walking down the street and like there was just constantly a weird doll staring <laughs> out at me, I'd be like, hey, guys, did it move? <laughs> right, yeah. So I have to just kind of believe for me that that's what's going on here. Um, and I would like to uh, iterate or reiterate that I don't think the museum is like playing up on the idea of bad things are going to happen to you if you disrespect Robert. I think that is just part of the Robert lore in general. And I don't think anybody really could have uh, or necessarily would have assumed that, you know, as people go and see Robert, sometimes bad things just happen to people and they would actually have these really hard effects that then these people draw back to Robert. I just think that that is an unfortunate consequence of it. And I just think the museum has a fun resident that brings in a lot of traction and people are really interested in. And so, you know, they talk about him, which right. makes sense. And if I got the opportunity to see Robert, I totally would. And you know what I would do? I would avoid uh, taking a photo of him because I wouldn't, one, want to disrespect him <laughs> and two i would not want to uh have to ask a doll for permission to do anything now i kind of want to get into the story that was promised at the beginning of this episode which is annabelle flew behind my car uh-huh totally 100 percent. okay <laughs> so uh the this was a night a while ago. Zoe and I were just wee little teeny boppers. And teeny boppers. Teeny boppers. And we were bopping along in my small red truck at the time named Jefferson Monroe. R.I.P. And, or R.I.N.C. Because he could be alive. He's just in North Carolina. And uh, you and I were going to see Annabelle in theaters. So I drove you there, was really scared. I'm sure we did the thing that we do in movies where I close my eyes, I tap you, and you know to lean over and whisper to me exactly what's happening so I don't have to look at the screen. Yes, that definitely happened that night. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Uh, so I drove you back to your house, I dropped you off, and the only, or the best way to get from your house to mine at that point was for me to drive along this dark, winding road that did not have a lot of street lights. So the light that was around was either from my weak car headlights or from inside my dash. And as I was driving around, I noticed something glowing in the rear view mirror. And out of the corner of my eye, my brain registered it. And I can picture it so clearly in my head, Zoe. It is Annabelle flying behind my car. Wind is whipping her hair back. She is just at me with a vengeance. So I was going down this winding street, pressing my foot against the gas. Uh, trying to fly down the road to get away from Annabelle. And, like, logically, there was something deep in me that knew it cannot possibly be the case. But there was something deeper in me that was terrified of what if it was. Right. So finally, I do end up looking a little bit deeper into my rear view, trying to suss out what it is. And 
it takes a bit, but finally I put it together. My car, my dash lights on my stereo in particular, it is shining out in this darkness. It is reflecting off the back window of my car, which is right behind my head because it's a small truck, which is reflecting back at the rear view mirror, which after watching a scary movie with Annabelle just happens to, in my mind, be turned into Annabelle flying behind my car, her, about to hurt me like she did the priest in that movie. Yeah, and I, I would like to point out that at no point in the movie does Annabelle fly. I think she No, might, but she like, is in a vehicle. Yes, yeah, she is in a vehicle. I think she might fall out a window at one point and be perfectly fine, but I do not think at any point does she fly. There was a woman in that movie who fell out of a window, or... Yeah. Not important to the case. Yeah. Okay. But All yeah. right. Uh, well, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, review, and tell a friend you because that is the best way to tell people you know about the podcasts you like. And join our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunted hospitality. We have a single tier at $3. We put a new bonus episode out every month on the 13th. You should join, in my humble opinion. I think the one that came out this month is the what the second part of us talking about haunting of hill house yeah yeah so. i just i'm basically partially using our patreon as a way to get zoe to watch the shows <laughs> i want her to watch with me so i have somebody to talk about them with it was a really clever ruse for my part finally it's paying off because, you know, you're like, okay, well, first we have to start a podcast. Then I have to get her to do this. Then I have yep. to get her to do this. This was all just um, a plan. Yes. Evil plan from me. Yes. Uh, also, if you want to see Robin's sources in her blog on this episode, which I can imagine is going to be a pretty interesting one, you can go to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. And also, if you want to write to us your own spooky stories, be that true crime or paranormal, maybe you've seen Robert the Doll and you want to tell us about your experience, you can write to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you. You can also DM us on our social medias. We are at Twitter at Haunted House. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We hope to see you there. Stay spooky!